This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, November 22nd, for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who would much rather throw a burrito than eat one, Jerem Jordan. So, yeah, I Venmo someone, I was like, Hey, throw a burrito at Spencer. Well, it got out of hand, apparently. Um, Kalani Stake told you this the following after the burrito game. I think they were doing some things, throwing food, burritos at us on the, from the stands, and uh, I think it got kind of the guys a little upset. What? <laughs> they were throwing burritos and food? <laughs> ah! 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 What the heck? Wow! Well, really? We a, I caught one. So. Really? I may just take a bite of the this. The first time we have an audience here. in Studio B and they throw burritos at us. Sausage. Did you just throw a burrito at me? This me burrito is delicious Anchorman. and filling. Yeah. Eh, it's, not very, it's not hot enough. You know what? I'm throwing it back. <laughs> throwing it back at Don Rigby. <laughs> the it burrito was, game. That's was what a, that was. It was a very unique scenario. I don't know what yeah. it is about those road games in the Sun Belt Conference, but golly, they're just super interesting, They're Jerem. great. They're just super interesting. You always should play the Sun Belt on the road more, said no one. <laughs> Dude, what a, what a crazy oh game. What a crazy Saturday, right? Like, yes. The, like, maybe the best Saturday in BYU sports history. That was amazing. Now, what's funny is Kalani brings that up, and then he goes on this long answer, and he gave us a lot of great information. And in I wanted to go back and ask about the burritos, but... Got sports information directors going, hey, we got to go. So I'm like, I guess I, like, guess I should we probably talk about burritos. ask about the actual game. Yeah. But, yeah, the bur- burritos? Goodness. Georgia who, Southern. Who throws a burrito? Burrito like, this. Like, who throws a burrito? A burrito is meant to be consumed. I was told an instant replay of all the burritos being thrown. <laughs> that cost roughly $10, so it didn't cut into the budget too much. We can afford that. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. I'm hungry now. Are you hungry? Yeah. We've got I a did microwave go to down here somewhere. Morning. Can someone microwave this? I want to eat this later. Can someone microwave this? <laughs> you can microwave it. <laughs> I'm on live TV. I can't leave what right now. In an hour. <laughs> yeah. So your... get, get one of our interns. We don't have interns, by the way. People, interns, interns. We have student production They're paid and they're amazing. employees. This is the highlight work. of their day, throwing burritos at the talent. Threw, what? Oh, I thought it was Georgia Southern fans. My bad. Holy cow. Okay. Here is your Monday show lineup, now that we've got the burrito incident out of the way. (laughs) It includes a full-on reveling session for what BYU Athletics just pulled off in one of the superest Saturdays ever. Incredible weekend for BYU. Plus, it's another Maddich Monday. ESPN's Trevor Maddich joins us to recap BYU's win at Georgia Southern. He wants to send a few burritos back, I imagine. And uh, we'll discuss BYU's updated chances at a New Year's Six Bowl game. Plus, two national champions join us. Not one, but two. Connor Mance and Whitney Orton recap their national championship runs. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headline. Let's keep it simple. Uh, BYU wins it, everything. Yep. Back to you. Okay. With that said. Yep. All rise and shout. <laughs> Look at the graphic. <laughs> it's true. I see no lies on the screen. Nope. I see no lies. Hey, the receipt says, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. 
Okay, that for real takes care of today's headlines on a Monday. So let's just get right to it. Again, all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Sensational, super stupendous Saturday. BYU, and we will go through this chronologically, <laughs> enjoying an epic Saturday. Jerem, let's start with women's cross country early on Saturday morning. In the morning, the women take second. Whitney Orton wins the individual cross country national championship, last race of her uh, you know, college career there in cross country, and she wins. It's awesome. It was such a big deal. My mom called me. She's like, Whitney Arden. It was Amazing. awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Congratulations to Whitney. And the women finished second. Amazing as a team. Congrats. It was Her awesome. Final race. And again, Whitney is incredible, but she was definitely not the favorite in this race. No. She kind of, she didn't come out of nowhere, but she came from kind of behind the pack, if you will, before the race to, uh, to win, which is so awesome. So congratulations. Uh, to Whitney Orton on the, on the championship. We will speak with Whitney yeah. later in the program. Just half of the national champions after that Super Saturday. Connor Mance defended his individual national championship in cross country, holding off incredible runners. And he said that he just has the ability to endure pain and suffering better than most which is crazy. He also said, yeah, I got so, uh, when I got out in front, I was able to enjoy the last 100 yards. Who enjoys the last 100 yards of a sprint 10K? I mean, that's insane. Six-ish miles, right? Um, just, he, he, and he pulled away from the pack in an incredible way in the final 1K. And uh, congratulations to Connor, man. And that, uh, that mustache yes, gets it done. Let's talk about that because... Uh, one of my favorite sportscasters in all the land, John Anderson, dubbed Connor Mance's mustache a glorious lip sweater. And I think we should call it that from now on. A lip Connor sweater. Mance's glorious lip sweater. That's hilarious. It will visit Studio B later today. Unless yeah. you shaved it off, but I can't imagine you would I shave it off after that, Ron. Doubt it. Okay, and then, and then the third national championship was the men's soccer team, which is a club. And they beat Texas 3-1. Everyone's beating Texas. Kansas football, BYU men's soccer. Congratulations. The 10th club national championship for BYU. The Cougars are awesome. I would love one day for BYU men's soccer to be an NCAA sport. Perhaps that's something in the future. Perhaps it's not. And I know people are asking, well, hey, what about the uh, jump up to a Power 5 conference? The Big 12 does not play men's soccer. But they could be in another league, just like the MPSF is for men's volleyball. Yes, that's what it would take. The conference isn't the issue. It's whether BYU wants to add another women's sport and men's sport, because that's what you'd have to do. Three national championships. But that's besides the point. Congratulations to men's soccer. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, then we move into the afternoon. BYU women's basketball entered the day undefeated and were hosting Boise State, then proceeded to route the Broncos by 44. 84 to 40. You called the game. Yeah, I was bored. Here's what it sounded like. Mosley goes to the ground, tipped away. Gonzalez comes out with it, goes to the right hand again. Shaley Gonzalez, first player in the game, into double figures with 11. It was 38-25 to 25 in the third quarter. Yeah, and then BYU just exploded. Uh, Nani Falatea, freshman guard. You've seen her in person a couple times. She can shoot it. Dude, 4-4 four four from three. Didn't, five, 5 from the field. She was great, man. It was, uh, it was good. I wish the football team had done the same thing against Boise State, but anyway. A little payback. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel like payback, but yeah. 
BYU women's basketball more than doubles up Boise State. They're now 5-0, and and they're going to be flirting with the top 25 very soon. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, man. Really good team. Okay, women's volleyball wins the West Coast Conference Championship. Didn't actually need to play the match to do it because uh, you know they had clinched right before the match, but beat St. Mary's in four. And women's volleyball is 27-1, 20-match win streak. San Diego, Tuesday, on the road in the Slim Gym to finish the regular season. WCC champs. Probably going to host first and second round of the NCAA tournament on December 3rd and 4th and then have to go on the road for the Sweet 16, assuming the Cougars get there, and they will. So BYU had a chance to run the table in the West Coast Conference in 2018 and lost the final regular season match at LMU. Mm-hmm. Now this at San Diego. McKenna Miller. So they've got to exercise some demons. Yes. Exorcise with an O. BYU Women's Volleyball on top of the West Coast Conference. The best yeah, of baby. the West Coast Conference. Yeah, baby. By the way, the moment Texas leaves the, w, uh, the Big 12, because they're like the number one or two team in the country all year, BYU's going to go win the Big 12 soon. Like, like as soon as Texas is gone. I know BYU wants to win it when Texas is in there. Absolutely. Okay, let's push pause on the Super Saturday recap because we have a little bit of breaking news on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. The BYU men's basketball team in the newest AP poll, number 18. 18, okay, nice. Nice. Last week, uh, you know, Shep said 17, you and I said 18 or 19. So, yeah, right in that same range of what we thought. 18, baby! Let's go. Men's Hoops is going to stay in the top 20. Here's my hot take on this. Men's Hoops will stay in the top 25 the whole year. The rest of the year, BYU will stay in. Wow. That would be something. It's tough to do in a sport that has so much parity and so many more games. There's just a lot of movement. BYU uh, is going to lose maybe one game in non-con. Oregon, by the way, who was number 12 when BYU beat them by 32 points fell out of the rankings. Oh. Just they probably gone. should after a 32-point <laughs> hey. de facto home loss in Portland to BYU, who was unranked at the time. Connor Mance has lost the mustache. Jason Shepard was in the airport he shaved with the Mance. Mustache. They met up in like Atlanta or something. He shaved the mustache. Okay. It's gone. <gasps> well, maybe, maybe this is a thing. We'll ask him about it. Maybe this is a thing where like after you win the national championship, you just start over again and then you, you grow another mustache. the lip sweater. He's not growing another one. Glorious, while, glorious lip sweater. <laughs> For the natty. In like 20 years, his kids will be like, why did you have a mustache, Dad? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, Ed Eystone <laughs> still fields those questions as well. Yes, he does. Okay, back to our chronological recap of the super stupendous, sensational Saturday of BYU Athletics. After women's volleyball won a WCC title, we go to football now. Oh, BYU yeah, that. beat Georgia Southern. 34-17 with a dominant second-half performance. They shut out the Eagles on their home field in the second half. Puka Nakua, well, went beast mode in more than one way. 83 yards, two touchdowns. In fact, let's take a look at that memorable second touchdown catch that really iced the game. They go for the end zone to Puka. Puka makes the catch, turns back to the ball. He's got a touchdown! Touchdown, Puka Nakua! Jaron Hall to Puka for the second time today, and the celebration flag will fly with 10.38 to go. The Cougs put another one on the board, 33-17 with the PAT pending. Okay, there was this mystery about why Puka drew a penalty after that. He lifted up his shirt, and people were like, what was on his shirt? I was like, you know what, I'm going to go find out. So at that point, I hurried down from the press box, went and found the Nakua brothers on the side, and I said, hey, everybody across Cougar Nation wants to know what was on your shirt. He's like, oh, okay. 
holds it up. He's like, it's just a T-shirt that he and his brother have for name, image, and likeness. Yeah, yeah. So, and they convened, the referees did, and took away the penalty. Else, Puka would have been ejected and not been eligible to play in the USC game. Well, brought that up after the game. I thought that was a poignant, uh, you know, topic there is, oh my gosh, that would have been bad. <laughs> no Puka Nakua. By the way, no Peyton Wilgar is a huge loss to BYU's defense. That's a bummer, man. We he noticed did, that on he Saturday. He did say, I'll be back, Cougar Nation, which to me is, I'll be back next year at, at BYU, which is a great thing. I hate that he got hurt, but there was a chance that maybe he'd go pro. So it feels like he's come back, but who knows? Shoulder surgery, four to six months recovery yeah. expected for that. Labrum. Jaron Hall, 17 to 29. He was dynamite again, 312 yards, two touchdowns. Tyler Alger goes for over 100 yards rushing. And Jacob Robinson, mm-hmm. Jim. Player of the game. Two interceptions. He's now tied with Malik Moore for the team lead. Three interceptions. Jacob Robinson. Yeah, th- th- that one right there was incredible. Um, and again, th- the role of turnovers and takeaways. BYU is 9-0 and when positive in the margin. All nine wins, BYU's positive. This team has taken care of the ball and made itself better than it probably was going to be in an average season. Meaning, where BYU turns it over more and doesn't take it away as much. Okay. 2016 is 9 and 4 because the offense struggles at times, but the defense had 31 takeaways. So they're a 9 and 4 team that should have been an 11 and 2 team because the offense should have been better with Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. But uh, props to this team for taking care of the ball. Jaron Hall still only three picks. Incredible. And then, uh, and BYU as a team, only three picks all year offensively. And then defensively, 14. Amazing. BYU up to number 13 in the latest AP poll. What will they do in the latest college football playoff rankings when that poll is revealed tomorrow evening? By the way, I accidentally called Jacob Justin Robinson, and I was like, nice. now what you don't know, Jacob, is that there was a defensive back at BYU when I was in school named with, Justin Robinson. With a similar size. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, I, I, apologize, I apologize for calling and him Justin Robinson. And then he threw a burrito at you. <laughs> okay, game of the day, though, is women's soccer. Oh, we've saved women's the best for last. soccer! Yeah! Unbelievable. Okay. okay, I start the radio broadcast with men's hoops, and I said, consider me distracted. There are 15 seconds left in this game, and I'm just watching as BYU wins. Virginia was top five, like, all year, number one for a bunch of the year. The number one overall seed in the tournament. They're incredible. BYU wins on their home field, thanks to Cameron Tucker. Tucker looking for the steal, tripped up. No foul was called, and now Cam gets a pass from Coolahan. Cameron in the box, a shot with the right foot, finds the back of the net. Cameron Tucker in full stride. And that, it in. And that goal sends BYU to the Elite Eight, the NCAA quarterfinals, which BYU hosts on Saturday at 7 Eastern. TBD TV details. Of course, we've... Put in a bid to do the game. We're hoping to find that out on Wednesday. Um, tickets go on sale Tuesday at 10 a.m. BYU is going to play South Carolina, who's an unseeded team, who's really good out of the SEC, who took out North Carolina in the first round. But still, a home game where BYU is favored to get to the College Cup, the Final Four, where BYU has never been. It will have taken 12. I've already thought about what I'm going to say if and when BYU wins. Oh, my goodness. With Jennifer Rockwood. I've scripted it in my mind already, like Jim Nance at the NCAA championship game, okay? <laughs> I'm so excited about it because Saturday is now loaded, bro. You're going to be at the Coliseum, BYU against USC, who just gave up 62 to UCLA, by the way. Holy shit. Huge game for BYU to close out what they hope is a 10-win season and keep any hopes of a big-time bowl game alive. What? The Independence Bowl isn't big enough for you? Men's Hoops at Utah. 
And then right before those two, women's soccer. Ah, Saturday. Cannot wait. Congratulations to women's soccer. There are so many layers to the soccer game. We all knew going into the game that this window of opportunity for BYU to potentially host and get to a Final Four was there. But standing in the way is the team that knocked them out of the tournament in the spring, the number one overall seed at their place. And it's the step that BYU, in a lot of ways, throughout so much success, has not been able to climb. And that's like getting the huge win, an upset win in the tournament. Yes, Uh, against Santa Clara in the early 2000s, against Stanford um, you know, in 2019. Yes. North Carolina in 2012. Now BYU's done it. Now BYU can beat a South Carolina squad that's 14-6-1, that has some big wins, but also hasn't given up a goal in the NCAA tournament either. So it's going to be a fun matchup Saturday night, man. Massive opportunity. Okay? We're not done with women's soccer because one of the greatest to ever play BYU women's soccer, Ashley Hatch, won an NWSL championship with yeah. the Washington Spirit over the Chicago Red Stars. She's the Golden Boot winner. She's essentially first-team All-Pro in the NWSL, Ashley Hatch. Amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, this just in from BYU Men's Soccer. Lip sweaters are the standard for winning natties, Whitney Orton being the exception, of course, because they, had, they called it stashnals. They all had stashes, too. So congrats to men's soccer. And then men's hoops, of course. Number 18 in the AP poll we just mentioned, just came out, uh, defeated Central Methodist 97-61. Alex Barcelo was knocking down threes in the first half. It sounded like this. Tijon Lucas into the lane. Right hand looking for somebody. Throws back to Alex Barcelo. 30 feet out. Wow. Oh, baby. Alex Barcelo, the sniper from deep. That's two from deep and he's four of four from three. 16 points. I had fun calling that on the radio, by the way. I'm the third string there. That was fun. That dude is nails. He just he's incredible. so many big shots. Like, uh, whatever. Like, it's comical how easy it is for him in those critical situations. How good of a three-point shooter yeah. he is. Not a critical situation per se. But uh, against Sorry, time winding down. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Crunch yes. time gotcha. moments. Uh, he's, he's so good. All right, Alex Barcelo takes ah! care of business. BYU basketball. That was an amazing Up to Saturday. number 18, and we have now officially recapped Saturday. <laughs> you ready to go home? I'm, yeah, let's have some of these burritos. Let's, go, let's literally celebrate burritos warm up some of these burritos in everywhere. the microwave. Yeah, yeah. Our question of the day, we want you to answer, what was the best of the best in Cougar sports on Saturday? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. John Hatch on Instagram says, bringing home two, count them, two individual cross-country national championships. When you're at the very top of your sport, that's pretty cool, in my honest opinion. And men's soccer at the club. They can't go and play in the NCAA. They just have to do what they have to do at the club level. So congrats to uh, those guys, too. That's awesome. Okay, coming up, do we like Royal Oreos? I'm hungry for Oreos now. (laughs) Burritos and Oreos. ESPN's Trevor Mattis will join us to discuss the burrito game against Georgia Southern. And does BYU have a shot at a New Year's Six still? We update it next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Listen up, Cougar fans. Now is- BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today on the season finale of Coordinator's Corner, Special Teams Coordinator Ed Lamb, Defensive Coordinator Elisa Tuiaki join the show to recap the George Southern win. Look ahead to USC. It's on the BYU TV app at the top of the hour. 
one Eastern and on demand after. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton. To my left sits Jerem Jordan. It is time for another Maddich Monday with ESPN college football insider, analyst, and expert, not to mention a BYU national champion, Trevor Maddich. Trevor, welcome back to the program. BYU now 9-2. and two. They do enough to beat Georgia Southern in kind of a hard-fought, hostile environment. What'd you think of BYU's performance against Georgia Southern? Uh, it was a little sloppy in the beginning, and then they came out in the second half and did what ranked teams do. They totally controlled the game. And by the way, did you guys enjoy your burritos? Absolutely. <laughs> I got a few things thrown on me, Trevor, not just burritos. It, it was an interesting experience. I bet you did. Wow. Listen, when we were at Utah my senior year, they threw rolls and nickels at us. So oh. I just feel part of the club. Was now. That my senior year or freshman year? One of the two. Anyway, they, they were throwing things that would like bang off your helmet. It was loud up there. Burritos would just go thud. Not that big of a deal. Hey. So that's, uh, although I'll tell you what, if I were, if I were coach Sataki at the end when they were taking these, cause you guys know, I mean, with about eight minutes to go, BYU just basically ran out the clock all the way to the end. And with less than two minutes to go, they were in victory formation, and Georgia Southern's defense committed two personal fouls while BYU was just trying to kneel on the ball by driving forward. They took the helmet off of Joe Tukuapu uh, and, you know, all kinds of things, two penalties. Now they're down at the six-yard line. If I'm BYU, I line up in victory formation and then throw a touchdown pass. <laughs> then I go for two. That's 42 points, right? Then I would have sent 42 burritos to the Georgia Southern locker room after the game with a big thank you note, right? <laughs> I'd have gathered them up off the sideline and sent them. That's what I would have done. You know, Coach Sataki took the high road and he, and, he, and he did the classy thing. But for me, sometimes you got to put a, a size 16 boot in their back and grind them into the mud, and that was the time to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, you there. Really feel. I'm with you there. Yeah. I was mad that BYU didn't score again. I was like, go score again. Like, yeah. yes, I wanted to score. You, you, go ahead, Trump. Uh, what would you want, Jared? No, 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 no. Yeah, you were getting fired up there. I'm just, I'm tired of the Sun Belt on the road. I really am. Coastal Carolina, pieces of work last year. Georgia Southern throwing burritos at the guys. Yeah. Tom Homo. You know what? We the, don't need to play the Sun Belt on the road ever again. With my, my my decision to go ahead and go for that touchdown, go for two, and send the 42 burritos to the locker room, <laughs> that's based on pure sheer logic. But when your guys' emotion dies down. You're gonna, you'll decide, and you'll see that Coach Taki did the right thing because this has become a famous thing around college football this week. You know, with all the burritos and everything else adds to it, and everyone will see that BYU took the high road. That's the way you're supposed to do it. So when you guys calm down, you'll see that. I mean, my decision would have been logic, <laughs> pure logic, not yeah, emotional at all. You're right. We need to take some deep breaths here in Studio B. Yeah, okay, I, I've okay. never been logical. Or I would have scored, and I would have gone for two. Yes, yeah, really. And then an onside kick. Not winning him to humiliate you. And you're doing yeah. this really yeah what else was right. thrown well, at you hey. oh you know i had uh some adult beverages thrown on me it was you know it was it was an interesting experience really? yeah nice. for sure okay. uh, did you have to <laughs> did you have to go see the bishop i you know what i felt like it because it's I, it smelled interesting on my jacket the rest of the game but you know what i was told that i was in the clear for that so it's all reports good were, yeah don't Different. get pulled over and don't light a match, by the way. <laughs> this is great advice. Trevor Maddich is with us on BYU Sports Nation. After all of that madness, Trevor, and BYU's 17-point win against Georgia Southern, the Cougars do climb a spot in the AP poll to number 13, but 
We all know that the college football playoff poll matters most. What do you expect to happen with BYU in the college football playoff poll after a wild weekend? They, they have a chance to move up, and they should move up. I mean, that was a good win for BYU, especially the way they finished that game. So I think they'll move up. The question is, will they have enough juice to move up into probably the top 10 will be necessary in order to get a New Year's Six bid? Because that's kind of what the idea is right now. Is that a possibility? And if you, if you look at where they are now, of course, the new ranking comes out. But here's the things that would need to happen in BYU's favor. First, they have to beat USC. It would be good if they beat them convincingly. And while USC has got some problems, they're still a very dangerous team. So that's not a given. But Oregon just lost to Utah. So BYU fans were Utah fans, and it worked. Way to cheer for the Utes. Not cheer for them again so that Oregon loses another game. And Oregon also has the rivalry game with Oregon State. So that, that's a possible loss. But Oregon needs to pick up another loss to drop down below BYU maybe two. Michigan State needs to lose, hopefully badly for BYU fans, to Penn State in the last game of the regular season, and that may drop them below BYU. Oklahoma State needs to make sure that, that they bounce Oklahoma out of there because right now, in last week's poll, Oklahoma was ahead of BYU. And then BYU can't get jumped by Wisconsin. Last week in the ranking, BYU at 14, Wisconsin at 15, and Wisconsin is right now one of the hottest teams in America with a defense that statistically is playing on par with Georgia's defense. And so Wisconsin, BYU has to make sure they don't get jumped. But if all those things happen, there's a possibility BYU could move up close enough to be considered for a New Year's Six Bowl. That's for the fans to think. It's for analysts and pundits to think. The team isn't thinking that. They've got to be thinking about those Trojans. Uh, I love just the, okay, if all this happens, then this. Uh, it's Hopefully it all happens. That'd be amazing. It happened in 1984. It certainly <laughs> did. All that happened in 1984. You know what else happened all in 84? BYU yeah. was undefeated. BYU's got two losses. It's yeah, just well, a, that's it's, true, too. It's different. BYU didn't lose the Boise State. Yeah. Uh. Uh, too soon, still. Um, okay, the Nakua's. I know. I love the, the Puka Nakua play where he – uh, shoves a dude right in the face after Samson gets pushed. Mm-hmm. This didn't happen at the end of halftime last year against Coastal Carolina. Sunbelt. What is it with the Sunbelt again? Um, you've talked about the aggression of the receivers, mostly in actually catching the ball. But do the Nakua's, to me, uh, Trevor, they epitomize the difference of this team versus many other BYU teams. The toughness, the fight, the juice. They brought it. I think that's partially why BYU's 9-2 and, and maybe not 7-4 and four at this point. What do you think of the Nakua's and that play and what they brought to this team? I loved it that Puka did that. I just absolutely loved it. If the game were close, if it were a game that they couldn't afford to have a penalty, then you have to just eat that. But in the moment, it was the right thing to do. And the reason is that Georgia Southern was trying to do that back to them. Now, you can't just retaliate and get in trouble. Normally, you let them lose their composure. You don't lose yours. But I did not see that as Puka losing composure. I saw that as him coming to the defense of his brother. And I think all the team saw the same thing. And they're all brothers. I mean, everybody as much as Puka and Samson are. And so I'm not advocating for committing personal foul penalties. You know, I got punched in the head a lot on the football field, and I never retaliated because I knew it was going to be 15 yards on them. Yay, we win, right? But there comes a time when you got to put your boot in their back and grind them into the mud. And that was a moment where a brother needed to come to the defense of brother. I hope they don't do it again because it could hurt them in the game. But in that moment, it was the right thing because you're right. I mean, early on, Georgia Southern came out as the the chippy team and BYU just kind of muddled through it a little bit until BYU kind of lit on fire. 
And so I, I, I want to say again, I don't condone committing personal fouls. You're best off just, just eating that and the next play beating them into the ground. But there's a time when you got to push back. ESPN's Trevor Maddox is with us on another Maddox Monday as part of BYU Sports Nation's coverage. Trevor, when I look at the bowl scenario, I know BYU is slated for the Independence Bowl right now in they Shreveport, haven't Louisiana. Yet. They have not accepted. And then I'm looking at a scenario in the Big 12 with a team like Texas, who is now not going to be bowl eligible after losing to West Virginia. And I'm doing the math and thinking, okay, well, I know the Big 12 is going to have an open spot for one of those bowl games. If BYU goes 10-2 and two, and they're a top 15 team, is it not in ESPN's best interest to elevate BYU to a different bowl game? What do you think? It would be in, in the broadcast, in ESPN's interest, I believe. It would be definitely in the bowl's interest to get BYU in there because BYU is a team that moves the needle. Texas is a team that moves the needle. But right now, that needle just poked them in the ear, and they're not going anywhere in the postseason. So having BYU is a, is a real boon. It's also a boon for the community because BYU fans show up. And it's not good for hotels so much because I think BYU fans don't don't need to travel <laughs> because they're already there, right? But BYU fans will travel. I mean, it was interesting. The uh, the uh, my freshman year at BYU, we played SMU in the Holiday Bowl, and that was the Miracle Bowl where Jim McMahon threw that touchdown with no time left on the clock to Gordon Hudson to win the game. That was just a, the Miracle Bowl. What happened on that one was that a ton of BYU fans had come down from Provo to San Diego. And we were getting beat by 20 points with four minutes to go. So a lot of them left. They're driving up I-15. They don't have the radio on. BYU got waxed by a really good SMU team as far as they were concerned. And they didn't realize that BYU had come back to win that game until the next day when they read the paper, right? So BYU fans travel. They've always travel. And then they come from local and buy tickets. And that's the important thing. So you'll get guys in hotels. You'll get restaurants good and hopefully not the bars. And you'll get fans in the seats. And you'll get viewers on TV. These are things that that are uh, that make BYU attractive for any bowl game. Trevor, it's great to speak with you every week. We're looking forward to another fantastic week of college football, with Ohio State and Michigan, of course, BYU and USC. And we'll make sure that we get those 42 burritos sent over to Georgia Southern. Well, 34 now because didn't score Kentucky did not go for it. Yeah, yeah. So, so 34, that was BYU's <laughs> final point total. Send them over there with a very nice note and say, we really appreciate you. Thanks, uh, we consider you to be our, our reverend brothers. Yeah. And BYU, reverend on Sundays, not so much on Saturdays. <laughs> Trevor, great to talk to you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. ESPN's Trevor Maddich, 34 burritos. That's right, because that was the final point tally. <sighs> so you had liquor spill on you. Nice. You, you and Max Hall, huh? It was great. Yeah. It was uh, it was an interesting experience. And you know what? When I called him out and uh, went and got my security guard buddy on the sideline, amazingly, nobody wanted to fess up to it. How about that? Did someone just straight pour it, or was it like shaking? Yep. Oh, yeah, shaking, like yeah. thrown in my direction. Oh, thrown in your direction. Yeah, and then okay. it hit my jacket. And I just yeah. looked up, and I was like, really? Well, it looks like they got really? my Venmo. Coming up. Oh, man. Not one, but two national champs in studio. And should BYU have... Poured it on on Saturday. Nice. <laughs> Anchor boy. I'll discuss this BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Women's hoops in action again tomorrow. In state rival Utah State, 2 Eastern, UATV app, a little earlier game. Excited for that one. Women's hoops hasn't lost yet. Matinee basketball. 
They're pursuing a top 25 ranking as well. It feels like every team is either in or very Indeed. close to being into the top 25. Right. Isn't it glorious? It's just the, the Big 12 engaged BYU is the best BYU ever. Uh, it's awesome. He is Jeremiah. I'm Spencer. This is BYU Sports Station. To interact with the show and get content throughout the day at your convenience, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it! Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Trevor Maddich addressed it, but should BYU football have tried to score in its final possession? Yes, 100%. After everything that had happened and how chippy it was late in the game, personal fouls and the things that were happening in the student section from Georgia Southern, this was not cool. And I wanted BYU to punctuate that win. 41-17 would have sounded better than 34-17, but whatever. They got out of their 17-plus, Jerem. <laughs> yes, they did. Kalani Stocky will never punch it in there. He just won't. Not his style. Would I have? Yes. yes. Well, and you should have seen uh, the gestures that were being made at Kalani when he was walking onto the field time and again. And I'm like, why did you not score another touchdown? Sunbelt <laughs> on the road. Never do it again. Puka Nakua standing up for his brother Samson Nakua, shoving a Georgia Southern defender and drawing an unsportsmanlike penalty Jerem, you've already answered this in part, but let's go back to it. Why are you okay with what happened there? Because there's a certain energy and uh, you know juice that that you need to bring to that moment, and you got to stand up for your brother. If you draw a penalty, yes, it didn't cost BYU the game. It wasn't in a critical moment. I love it. It's literally his brother. But Puka would have done this for literally anyone on the team, I believe. And that kind of uh, influence has changed the dynamic of this team this year. Band of brothers. And Puka would have absolutely charged the scenario Coastal Carolina last year were he playing for BYU. I was upset that it didn't happen soon enough. I know there were guys kind of running over there to defend Zach Wilson, but that play fires me up more than any other play I've ever watched in BYU football. Yeah, I'm that. okay with it. I mean, had it cost BYU something significant, we probably would right. feel differently. But, like, you're what? up, you're playing Georgia Southern, you're going to be all right. Royal Oreo uniforms, what's better, the name or the uniforms? Man, they're both really good. I love Oreo cookies. Oh, it's so good, right? So, double, double stuffed? Do you double stuffed guy? Yeah, I am. Nice. I'm all Oreos for that matter. Mint. Mmm. Holy cow. I, I just think I love the the uh clever moniker here. Yep. The Royal Oreo uniform. So I'm gonna give it to the name, right? I, the, the uniform combo was fantastic, but the thought that went into this, the name, the ties to Oreo cookies, yeah, I'm going with the name. What do you got? Uh name. Name's really good. The uni's pretty good, too. Love both. Can't wait to see it against USC. BYU entered as a six-point favorite yesterday, but we'll see. Climbing up to eight in some spots. We'll see what they enter on Saturday when BYU takes on the Trojans in the Coliseum. Okay, Jerem, um, (laughs) what would be your preferred burrito thrown at you? You had some breakfast burritos thrown at you this morning. Probably steak. Oh, steak? Yeah. Steak burrito? Yeah. Yeah. Something that doesn't... You know, fly out of the package and spray food all over the place. Yeah, we probably got probably my desired. Earlier in the program, we got hit by burritos. Georgia Southern fans showed up to the studio. It's crazy. <laughs> Should BYU bring back Tiger Wrestling for Homecoming Week? Andy Mickelson <laughs> tweeted, As a former employee of BYU Special Collections, it's my solemn duty to periodically remind the internet yeah. that BYU offered a Tiger Wrestling uh, as a Homecoming Week activity in the 60s. What in the world? That's a little different. Well, let's not forget that BYU had a live mascot cougar as well. Well, okay. like in the yeah forties, not not that much earlier. So, <laughs> no, don't bring back Tiger, Tiger wrestling. wrestling. Come on, what in the world? I don't want anybody to get maimed for life? Holy cow! <laughs> How did that ever happen? And whose idea was that? 
<laughs> you're fired. Things were just a little different in the 60s. <laughs> well, Clearly. there were other issues in the 60s. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tiger wrestling was BYU's worst situation. <laughs> it was actually a worse one, but yeah. Yeah. Gosh. How did you feel watching Oregon get blown out in football by the team up north? Conflicted because, again, if Utah fares well, that's one of BYU. It is BYU's best win. It is. Um, but also, I typically want Utah to lose every game. So, hey, how about Britton Covey at the end of the half? That was an incredible play. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and he's very close with so many people at BYU and several current BYU football players. He would have gone to BYU in every decade of the history of the world except for the one he lived in. That, I believe that. I, I was totally okay with it. Like, BYU needs a number of things to happen for this New Year's Six dream to stay alive. And the three things that happened above them in the poll were all very beneficial for BYU's dream. Like, the percentages are now better, clearly, of BYU getting the New Year's Six game because of what happened to the three teams above them in the poll. Sorry, I just hear New Year's Six and I zoned out. You should start paying what, attention, what bro. Start paying Why? attention because it's becoming more real. It's real and it's spectacular. Coming up. You already did great this weekend, but how did we do in prop picks and double down? Not as good. The two best collegiate cross-country runners in the country are live in studio together. Yeah, baby. They've got some hardware with them as well. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's another combined coach show tomorrow, the final one, Kalani Stake. And Mark Pope, fun times, Tuesday night, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TBS. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from Studio B. I ask all of you, what's better than one national champion? How about two national champions, both in Studio B, to recap an unforgettable and national championship winning weekend? Oh! Whitney Orton and Connor Mass, congratulations, <laughs> yeah! you two. Yeah. Got the the champs are in too. Studio B. Pretty awesome. You brought your trophies. Okay, uh, Whitney, let's start with you because you were the first to race and you come away in your final collegiate race with that national championship. What does that mean to you to go out with that statement? Um, yeah, I feel like it was just kind of honestly a perfect ending. It felt That's what it felt like to me, which was very, very special, especially with Coach T and the team. Like, I don't know. It was a special team, and it was, I don't know. There was just a lot. There's a lot leading up to that, a lot of ups and downs, and then to end like that was very special. So. When did you realize, I'm going to win the national championship? Uh, I tried, like, I was thinking that in my mind before it was over, and I was like, okay, like, you can't think about that too soon. I had no idea, like, where anyone was behind me, so. You're not like Connor where you look back? <laughs> no, I don't ever do that. I should do that, though. So I don't want to look back and see him closer and be like, oh, no, <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah, I I did think about it for a second, and then I just had to, like, reflip, like, okay, you're actually not done running. Like, you need to go faster. <laughs> like, go faster now and finish the race. You can actually win. <laughs> It'd be really sad if someone just got you right at the end, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Penguich, Utah represents. Yeah. With Instant Studio B, yeah. Whitney Orton. Okay, Connor. Uh, I love that you said that you were able to enjoy the last 100 yards of your national championship run. And my question is, does anybody in the history of humankind enjoy the last 100 meters of a 10K sprint? That's incredible. I would hope everybody enjoys it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 
If they don't, maybe they're picking the wrong sport, you know? <laughs> yeah, Jared Ward has talked about, yeah, I, I hate marathons. They're hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he picked the wrong sport. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. So, what was that like for you emotionally as you're bearing down, knowing that you're going to win back-to-back titles and do so in the same calendar year? Yeah, that was... It was tough. I, I think, like, I mean, you, didn't, you never know if you're going to win until you, after you cross that finish line. Um, you, you get hopeful, but, like, in the race, it's just like, okay, like, I can win this, but just have to make sure, like, I stay, um, I don't know, stay on doing the same uh, progress and everything, just, like, I don't know, focus on the little things I need to at the moment and not focus on the result. And so, I don't know, in the race, I was just nervous. and, and uh, Before the race, I was nervous. In the race, I was like, okay, just stay in the moment, stay in the moment, don't think, like, what if I finish this way or what if I finish that way? Because it's easy to have those little thoughts come into your mind and think, oh, if I win this, like, that's going to be awesome. Or, hey, if I finish 10th, that'll, that'll be fine. Or, hey, if I take dead last, that'll suck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just never know. So you're thinking on that during the race? Uh, sometimes, for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. You're, not, you're not supposed to be thinking about that during the yeah. race. <laughs> you have 20 to 30 minutes to think about whatever. It's not like you can throw in some uh, AirPods or whatever, right? Uh. Just jam to some Rush or something. Okay, you go back to back, and then in the, in the final uh, 1K there, you, you made your move. Talk yeah. about that moment that ended up being when you won the race. Yeah, so uh, with about 1,000 meters to go, um, there's a bunch of guys in, the, in contention. There's about three of us, and then some guy from from well behind us comes up and just passes us all and Campbell like, yeah Campbell guy um, and he passes us all and we're like oh crap like this guy's moving and then he slowed down and we're like oh okay like that's it like he's gone so we passed him and we're running up this hill and like don't see him again and then as soon as we crest the hill he has and I had to rewatch the video because I was like man I thought we'd like drop he dropped back a lot and he had and then as soon as we hit the hill he caught back up and then as soon as we crested he passed us again and I was like, man, this guy's this guy's flying. Like, I'm like, just gotta go with him, you know. If if I can't, if this pace is too quick, like, I'll just at the end, you know, if I fall or if anything happens, like, that's it, like, whatever. But at least I can go for it. And then, um, yeah, we were we were sprinting for a good like 200 meters. It was if it was a 200 meter sprint, 500 meters out. And so the last 300 meters, he he kept looking back at me. He's just like, is this guy still here? Is this guy still here? Thinking I wasn't gonna be there. And uh, then he slowed down, like, just a little bit. And I was like, okay, if he's slowing down, that means he's tired. I have to pass him now. Because mm. nothing's de- more demoralizing than, uh, than being really tired and then seeing somebody just fly right by uh-huh. you. So um, did that and then kept looking back to make sure he's, he's not coming back. So. And no one was coming back. You've and, won back-to-back, baby. Uh, yeah. You defended it. What, what was that like for you to win it once? That's amazing. But the pressure was on you to win it again. You delivered. Yeah, I mean, it meant a lot. That wasn't, it was tough because it was like before the race, it's like, okay, like everyone's expecting me to win this and I'm expecting it of myself. But usually I just have the internal pressure I put on myself, mm. um, not the pressure that, you know, comes with interviews of where people are like, okay, so like you're a favorite coming in. How are you feeling? Um, it wasn't like I had to go out there and prove um, myself for the first time. It was like, oh, I got to show like I'm consistently good. So... I don't know. It meant a lot. Even I think that was one of the 
toughest races just because of that whole mental sure. aspect. Sure, yeah, the mental gymnastics there. Connor Manson, Whitney Orton with us on BYU Sports Nation. For the record, you've both demoralized a lot of people in those scenarios. <laughs> so congratulations on that yes, as yeah. well. Yeah. Whitney, I want to talk about the emotional side for you. How long did it take to set in for you to realize what you had actually accomplished? Like, when did that really start to sink in? Um, I feel like it's still kind of sinking in. It hasn't been that long, but um, yeah, definitely you can feel, you feel, you feel it when you cross the line, you know, you feel what you did a little bit. And I am not an emotional person. Like, I don't cry. Like, it's really hard to make me cry. <laughs> usually <laughs> and I was emotional and I like hugged the guy that like he was like I don't even want to hug you but I was like I'm hugging somebody like I was just so like so happy <laughs> like, like if you watch the, the like end, a race official or something yeah like the first person I saw I was like, oh. <laughs> was, like he's him. like keep going he's like what are you doing I'm like you know what I needed a hug okay <laughs> but um yeah it's still sinking in for sure and yeah I don't know. Sure. It's, it's, a, it's, yeah, lot, it's, it's really a lot to hard. take in. And your team finishes second. And you guys took yeah. second, which is great. Incredible. Mm -hmm. So what was that like to celebrate your individual national championship? And then while it wasn't a team national title and you didn't repeat there, you still finished second. What was that like for you? It's incredible because, I don't know, to do that, like three years, three years of top two, yes. pretty incredible, honestly. And North Carolina was just... They were, they were so good this year. So for us to fight the way that we did, like right after the race, I don't even know how everyone's race went out, you know, cause I'm focusing on my own race. And so you finish and you're like, I don't know if you're happy or sad. So you're like trying to like gauge how to like interact with your team and stuff. But um, when we all like sat down and talked about it and really discussed like what happened, we were like, that was, that was incredible. Like they fought so hard, so. It was really cool to be a part of that and to go back and watch it and be a part of it. So, 1988, last year, the same school produced two individual winners, and you guys did it. So congratulations on the uh, national championships. What's next, by the way, for each of you, Connor? Then, uh, um, I'm still figuring it out. Um, might run a half marathon soon. Might just, I don't know, hope to sign with the shoe company soon enough. But nice. it's hard to, I don't know, hard to know right now. The answer is your next class, by the way. Oh, yeah. Wait, I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. My, no, my next class got canceled, so. Oh, I'm, nice. Yes, nice. That's the biggest when win you, of all. When you win a national championship, you don't have to go to class. <laughs> Great. Yeah. What's next for you, Wendy? Um, we're going to Boston next week, next weekend. So. Nice. Doing a 5K there. So that'll be cool. Incredible. That's yeah. awesome. Running is in your futures. It is. <laughs> it's in your safe, present. It's safe to say that. Yeah, well. yeah. oh, we're so thrilled for you, and uh, I hope you know and feel the love and passion behind uh, all Cougar fans for, for what cross country has done, you know, because you should feel it's it. It's been it's, so it's fun. It's incredible yeah. what you've done. So, and no words can kind of encapsulate what you've pulled off. But we but do have a sausage burrito from McDonald's if you'd yes. like one. Here, Whitney, congratulations. <laughs> That's probably a compliance <laughs> issue. We can't actually do that. Never mind. Okay, thanks for coming well, in, we're done with our eligibility, so. Hey, oh, hey let's go. True. Let's go. Here, here's a lot of cash. Like, give me uh, the burrito. <laughs> coming up, prop picks. Did I seal the season championship for the win? We don't need to discuss that. Uh, plus, our rise and shout out. Ooh, can, I they, can I hold one? Yes, let Jerem oh. hold the trophy. Oh, nice. How does it feel, Jerem? Better than when I took 55th in 5A in Utah. All right. Way better. Yeah. Stay with us for more on BYU That's Sports awesome. Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. 
This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. On the latest Deep Blue podcast, I talked with Associate Athletic Director Whitney Johnson about BYU Athletics' efforts in inclusion and diversity. Listen to it on the BYU Radio app and where podcasts are found. BYU Sports Station, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Let's recap our prop picks and our double-down scenarios. We'll start with prop picks, Jerem. Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. One, point scored by BYU in the first and fourth combined. You said 21, I said 28. It was 14 points, Spencer. Okay, so finally, I won I won a point. Number two, who will be BYU's point second leading rusher? Over. And how many yards? Let's go ahead and make it two points for me. Yeah. Jaron Hall is the second leading rusher, and he was. I said 34 yards, 21, but close enough. Lopina Katoa, more. More. Okay. Number three, what will the turnover margin be? You said plus one, I said plus two. Jacob Robinson, my guy. All right. And I uh, win again. Uh, four to two. Uh, there's two ties, and Jason and Brian have one each as well. Okay, so, so I got to win the final two. Got to win the final two. Tie you. Yeah. Win, not hey, tie. Win, a win this last week is good for me. Okay, double yes. down. Uh, so how double down works is you get one point. If you get both right, then you get an extra bonus point for a total of three. I said BYU will hold Central Methodist to 48 or fewer points. That didn't happen. 61. So swing and a miss there. I said Spencer Johnson will score 12 or more. You said it wasn't much of a stretch. Apparently it was a stretch because it didn't happen. BYU win by 40 plus. That didn't happen. BYU have six players in double figures. That did happen. Eight, three, one. I'm up. Got to get going on that. Question of the day. Who's the best of the best or what was the best of the best in Cougar sports on Saturday? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Caleb Hatch on Instagram says, cross-country national championships were a huge deal. Soccer's win also huge considering they upset the number one team in the country and are playing for an elite eight this Saturday. Either way, BYU athletics thrived overall. It was all It was an amazing What was the best? All of it. All right, and we have a very special rise and shout-out today presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Certainly a somber tone here. Jan Jorgensen, former BYU player. Uh, his son, Truman, at the age of two, passed away to, due to a heart defect, HLHS. We are thinking about Jan and his family. Uh, really tough news. Uh, Truman died on Friday. Truman, what a hero. Uh, we love the Jorgensen family, and we're definitely thinking about you. Our thanks to today's guests, Trevor Maddich, Connor Mance, and Whitney Orton. For Jeremiah I'm Spencer. Shout out to Diane Gawalaku. Coordinator's Corner is live on the BYU TV app with Greg Rubel and Elisa Tuiaki in two minutes. Go Cougs.